and uh, hello Shannon. Hi hello, everyone. Hello Sasha. <laughs> Hi everybody. Good afternoon, good night, good morning, wherever you and what wherever time, you whatever, are. whatever yeah. time you are watching us. Um, and a very exciting topic about that. And very exciting or excited week behind us. <laughs> yeah, the topic that we talked about last week stirred the pot a little bit. A little bit? A little bit. <laughs> a lot. How, how then it looks like when the pot is really stirred up? <laughs> it was a massive mixing bowl of opinion soup, right? Yes. Like we got a lot of opinions and thoughts and reactions to the content we shared because I think this is a new way to look at a dog's behavior, right? So we were talking last week. If you weren't able to join us last week and you're here, we're, we're going to continue this topic to break it down a little bit more. But we're talking about a dog's behavior and how, how, you're, how you get your dog to have good behavior. Well, traditionally, a lot of us are taught obedience training, right? And what Sasha is an expert in is what we call harmonic resonance, which is really getting the behavior you want from your dog by being in more connection with it, right? And being a leader with your dog, learning how to be the right leader that helps elevate their behavior through pure love and harmony, which is this harmonic resonance of respect and leadership and protection. And I mean, I'm gonna let you talk more, to, like My kick God, it over to you on that. But You but nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of mind-blowing when you haven't really thought about it yet because we're so taught and I, it makes me cringe last week when you talked about how, what it actually does to a dog when we're shutting them down by these older tactics of obedience training and when you really think about it it makes so much sense Mm -hmm. So I'm glad to, you know, to, we get to continue on it this week and talk about it a little bit more so everyone can, you know, take it in again and think about it through that lens again and see, you know, how they can understand the shift of getting their dog to behave. That's, it's a, it's a more evolved way yeah. and it's, it's a healthier for their dog. It's healthier for the family all the way around. It's a win-win. Yeah, because eliminates, first of all, keeps us constantly present in a moment of responsibility. That our dog's life depend on our responsibility to lead, to provide, to protect. That's mm -hmm. all what the dog is looking from us. And if we do that, we don't need any, any kind of modification of the training, modificational or obedience training, because the dog will naturally gravitate to its state where he feels the most safe at. And that right. would be in the environment, responding to those three things. Uh, Lead, provide, and protect. Protect, yes. Lead, okay. provide, and protect. And then from that perspective, when the dog feels uh, that there he doesn't have any other responsibilities than to follow. And then there is nothing, because when the dogs behave aggressively, when, when the dogs react on anyone or anything, it's a reactive behavior towards uh, responsibility that they feel they have to protect the family, to protect the owner. They attack other dogs or other humans in order to, because they are reactive, to the to the to the danger that they see is the danger because why because the dogs are left with the illusion that they need to protect they are right. protectors and they are providers that, and that makes by a lot they, of sense yes and then we have this um, i mean no yes it makes a lot of <laughs> sense it's kind of like <laughs> can, I, can i pause here for a minute though for everyone following so if we talked about the origin of wolf last week, right? And so they're pack, dogs are pack animals. So when they join our family, they're part of our pack. Mm -hmm. And if they feel like there's a clear leader and they're going to be led, provided and protected, then they will behave accordingly because all they have to, they, they don't have to worry. They don't have to stress about where they're getting the food. They don't have to stress that someone's not in charge, that they have to become in charge. They're going to follow and protect, they're gonna follow. They're gonna follow because the natural, that's the natural um, way of the dog is to follow. 
And then when we provide environment in which the dog follows, then they don't make any decisions. And when they don't make a decision in order to, that's very important. So the willing decision need to be, I'll follow because I am provided, led, and protected. Right. That's wow. all what I need Gosh, to do. This is so much like relation, human relationships, though. Yeah, that, that's where I said, like, keeping us focused and in the present moment. Yeah. And, uh, because there is no time, there is no moment for failure. And then when the, because the dogs, thank you. For example, this is a this is a this is a right way of interaction. When the dog, for example, the little Henny, just uh -huh. barked. Your dog, yeah. Right, yeah, he barked because he heard something out. Okay, so now uh, the as extensive barking, it's the dog is doing, warning us that possible dangers is out there, right? And there is a there is a way to deal with the in excessive barking when the dogs bark excessively because why because no one is making any any uh, reaction to them the people don't uh, don't kind of don't follow the lead so what would be the right reaction on the dog's bark like this he just yeah you're what? thinking him because yeah. the 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 hen is already led into you know this environment of communication with us so he barked a little bit like poof. Okay, and yeah. then it's, and I and and I thanked him for doing his job. Okay, so mm -hmm. he warned me. I said thank you. If he would uh, keep barking again, so once again he barks after that. Now I need to make an action, and now I need to go and see what is he warning me about. So if he would keep barking on the on the on the on the on the door, I would need to stand up from here, stop my live, go in front in between him and door and release him from worry, telling him, it's okay, it's now, I'm done. So now from here on, I did my motion and I did a movement. I didn't bark, right. stop barking, don't bark, right. don't I was getting ready to say but that, yeah. I, first what I gave him a responsibility. He's a dog and he's here to give a leader sign that me, we might be under some possible danger. So what I give to the dog is respect of his duty, and I tell him, thank you. Mm -hmm. If he keeps doing it, then I need to do a leadership action, which means, okay, now I need to go there and see what he's warning me about. Then I step, it's important that you physically step in with him and door, and look at wherever you want to look. If it's a window, then look through the window. If it's a door, just open the door. So you need to mimic, you need to... Uh, uh, gesture it. You need to extend when you, when especially when you are training and when you start start uh, communicating this language to your dog. Mm -hmm. You need to do everything very dramatically, so there is no misunderstanding of anything you do. And then I would come in between him and doors and look through the how you say that little thing. The people. The Pe people. There you go. <laughs> and I I said it's okay. So first is a thank you. Ah, uh, so you the acknowledged it by checking. Yes, it's okay. Yeah. And from there, I take on. If he barks again, then I would take him slowly without any attention, no words, no nothing, and I'll put him in another room. I'll exclude him from the pack so he can think about what he did to cause me doing that. Because for any pack and social animal, the worst punishment and the worst pressure that gives us a possibility to think like, what did I do here to cause my leader to separate me from them. So I would put okay. him in a wherever. We have this little room. I, not that we use it because he doesn't need it. Uh, we used it once when we were in a hotel traveling from uh, from um, Iowa to, to Florida. Uh -huh. We were in uh -huh. hotel and he really barked. And I said to him, thank you. And we, I woke up and I said no. And then I got back to bed and he barked again. Uh, and I, then Vedran uh, woke up. He took okay. him in the toilet and mm -hmm. let him there for five minutes. Oh, then you go there, you open the door, you let the dog back with no words, no eye contact, no nothing. And you gave him a chance to think. Yeah. That was the last time he barked yeah. inaccessibly to a, to a door. And then from, then from there on, there is only two of these things. He barks a little bit, I thank him. He never continues. But if he would continue, I would go to the door in between him and door, say, it's okay. And mm -hmm. then 
if he would continue to bark that he doesn't, I would put him in a timeout. So he thinks about yeah. why he was excluded from the family. Because in the nature... I, I get it, though. Like, But I just uh, to pause on that, though, you know, you talk about this and it comes really natural for you. But when we talk about leadership, I mean, a lot of us have to learn about leadership, right? So even with kids, when you're correcting a child who can't talk or like tell you what they're afraid of or telling you what's going on, you have to instinctively be able to, you know, like guide them or course correct if something behavior's not right. It's, it's a little bit similar to, but you have to learn how to lead a dog. Uh, because that, that's actually how the consciousness is elevating. Consciousness comes with awareness, and awareness comes with the with the learning process. Like yeah. we need to learn, and then the the you know uh, learning the truth actually that we are all connected to. This what I'm talking is not. It's actually it's forgotten yeah. language. It's a language right. of the nature. It's a language of the wolf pack. It's a rule of the pack. This yeah. communication exists in a family too. The, when the someone rings and the mother is busy doing something, the kids will, oh, mom, some, someone is ringing, yeah? Mm -hmm. And then you, if someone keeps ringing and mother is still busy and the, 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 the kids would come and say, oh, mom, someone is ringing, but then the mm -hmm. mom goes and checks on that, you know? Right, The, right. the kids doesn't let anyone in the door, uh, or through the door. So, right. they, so this is all so natural that when the people come in the, in the connection with this knowledge through the programs and protocols we have in place, uh, first, they are shocked how simple it is, but then also they are shocked how hard it is to implement them because of the lot of layers of conditioning that we are told that we need to condition right. as we were conditioned, and then mm -hmm. we need to train to others to obey as we were told to obey. Yeah. And there is actually, but when it comes to a dog, uh, as we talked last time, you know, if you use a positive reinforcement and then you take away the stimuli, uh, the positive, the enforced behavior tends to, you know, uh, die away and then go away back to its origin, right? Back origin. to the state mm -hmm. of the, where the problem of the behavior, what the, whatever the problem right. of is. The other way is to enforce the behavior. So we use any form of tactical tools like that prong collar was to uh, provide the level of, um, Impulse. It's like a punishment, though. I kind of like a, people uh, complained about it's a great tool, it's this and that, we used it, it's worked, and things like that. But when you, uh, but that, that tool doesn't use anything else uh, than enforcement of possible uh, pain if the dog misbehaves. So uh, pain doesn't necessarily need to be strong, mm -hmm. but it's on a very critical part of the dog's part, body. Yeah. And then when the dog pulls and it hurts, the dog will stop pulling, but because he's afraid. Right, right. He can remember, that's, but that's, again, we are going to the trauma. He can remember, yeah. on, and then you can put any leash on it. And well, then, then you're, leading by, you're leading by fear, though, not by, like, you know, you're more like that as humans. You have a leader that cares about you, that thinks about you. You want to you want to support them. You want to fall in line. You want to want to work together. You want to do what's expected. When you have an authoritative, you know, dominant kind of leader, then that's shutting people down, and a lot of people will rebel, or either either they freeze and shut down because they have to do that, or they get punished, you know, or you just or rebel. We we just need to get these to the you know psychology of the child behavior that's your specialty and also yeah. through the family constellation therapy that i'm a therapist for it's yeah. kind of like something that uh, that goes naturally as uh, a lot of traumas of the of us like in older age comes from us repeating constantly reacting to the environment yeah. based on forgotten traumas that we experienced in the childhood right uh, it's a uh, uh, so uh, Every, when you, when you, okay, this is not a criticism to any trainer. It's not, um, it's not me, you know, talking about this with any, uh, any source of, um, uh, rather than respect for the hard job that everyone is trying to do out from great, right. uh, that's very important right. here to understand. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, so, uh, but uh, when you are enforcing anything, Right, enforcing any anything in order to create a po outcome of the positive behavior, we have we need to have here 
uh, try to, okay, this can be a test for everyone that works in this field. When you explain how the dog reacts on, when, fair, when faced with a fear, try to see what answer you're giving unconsciously. 99% of the people, of the trainers will say in disorder, fight, flee, yeah. freeze. Right. But that's not a natural order of how it goes. In the nature, the animal, and that's what children would do, but let's focus on the animal. In the nature, every animal faced with any kind of danger, danger first freezes, flee. Flee. Try, okay. try to run away. Try to run That's away. First, try to run away. That's the first thing that would happen in the nature. When facing the fear or danger, every animal try to try to fight, uh, you know, flee away, away. Fight, fly mm -hmm. away, right? If they can't do that, then they'll freeze. Try to avoid conflict. Right. Because any conflict in nature is potential danger to death. Because right. they either gonna kill Get or injured. be killed, yeah, or, or injured kill. to the level that they might end up dying. Because then, in the second layer right. of being attacked, they're gonna be killed. So, right. because the children and the dogs—that's what usually happens to the children and to the dog. When we are small and we are under any kind of attack, facing fear, yeah. uh, we can fly away from our parents. Neither the dogs can flee away from their owners. Yeah, no, I think that's why it's such a great analogy. And when when we, as doggy moms and dads, think about that, it, it isn't a big leap. It makes a lot of sense. Yes. And that, that just like you can do cognitive behavioral therapy with humans, um, it might work to change an action. But like you said, it can eventually go wean away when you don't have the same reinforcements. But a different way to look at it is this approach where it's it's coming at it from a whole different angle of why they would respond the way they would to have a different a positive behavior. Yeah. So the love always... love respect and like they they feel safe, they feel loved, they feel provided, protected for. And that's so all they want. So why they have to worry about? That's what that's they what want. kids want too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean... that's so it's so simple. And uh, you know, as we said like here, the the kids and the ch and the dogs are too small to fly away. They don't know where to fly away. They won't fly away yeah. because uh, the, 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 the humans uh, are their pack leaders. It should be a leader. Yeah. Right? So they, we are not running away from leader. Uh, we are too small or oftentimes too, uh, too yeah, small, physically small. And often dogs would feel that way, that under this pressure, I can't attack right. my owner neither protect that's also the kids can't attack their parents right? right because they are too small right and then what's the option left to freeze yeah and then we might have you know you have those uh pigeon moms that prepare their girls for the beautiful uh, pigeon contest and then you oh, need the to pageant. go I thought pageant you were saying i'm pigeon sorry pigeon no no pageant. Pa yeah, no no i you know my my english uh, accent no no so it's pageant good. It's concept, just your accent. Right? i got it i knew now, what you were saying now, you know they they want their girls to know everything to walk perfectly to kind of like uh, uh, play a piano and then go to the english lesson and french lessons and things like that and yeah. then we become obedient to all of that. With what, what should we do? You listen to everything that they, they tell you. But as we said, like on that path of conditioning, we actually lost of self. We are on on lose secure loose of self. Yes. Yeah. And, and uh, this you... this movement, this this uh, freedom of observing children, and trying not to raise them in any any source of just them observing them from distance and not of course uh, helping them become a superman and uh, doing uh, you don't go liberally in that as well like letting everything happen but if you are if you are uh, well uh, uh, equipped to um, be an example by mm -hmm. leaving your purpose and your destiny dealing right. you no know, the, the the mother and the father the best way to become the mother and the father is to leave your own purpose and right. when you leave your own purpose in front of your children, 
then you inspire children to do the same. You don't right. interfere with 100%. their purpose, right? Yes, you hundred thousand percent. Yeah. So that that's what we that's with the dogs. It would be much easier because they will never go through adolescence uh, need for for to break discords with the parents. And the bigger distance uh, in between parents and kids is in a way not no, I'm, I mean not physical physical as well in a way of I'm giving you a space. You know, I give you a space to develop the way you are, right? Mm -hmm, and I'm right. here to to protect you. I love you uh, no matter who you become to be, the president right. or whatever or whatever. Right. The, the most, well, and I mean, the most richest person in, in the world yeah. or the homeless person, the parents love their children the most. And that the children, the strength of the children comes from that knowing mm -hmm. that I'm loved yeah. no matter what. No I matter what. need to become successful to yeah. be loved by my parents. And right. that's the, when we translate that to the dog's language, would be, I choose willingly to behave because that's, that's the only way to, to, to follow the right. leader that knows where to go. And how to, how to show to the leader, how, how the leader shows those skills if leads, provides, protects. Protects. That's all. So... I know, and I think that's beautiful. And I, I, I just think learning more about how to be a leader and making sure you're leading your dog to give him the best chance of expression and good behavior, right? Where you're not shutting them down, so they still get a voice, just like you want with your kids. You, you want to teach them and train them and model and show them how to live, um, and also not squelch their voice so they have their own unique voice so our dogs still need expression too so leading them in this way which i think you talk about the four rituals is that part of how you learn leadership yeah that's the only way you need to okay. you need to have enough strength and clarity to enforce those rituals not to enforce them enforce them on yourself because that's the school right. our school is not for the dogs our school is for the it's doggy for parents the for, the, yeah. for the for the humans to learn Canine language. Language. Well, you know, like, so Izzy, you know, when we've talked about this before, I, I think it was fascinating, you know, when you and I met and I was talking to you about my dog and sharing some behaviors, you know, right away there were clues to you of things. And we went ahead and, you know, went on and did the constellation together. And I learned so much, so insightful to understand. But it isn't a big leap. It made a lot of sense to me. I just had never heard it that way. And, you know, now, you know, unfortunately, Izzy isn't with me anymore, but I am like so taken back with how subtly you can do things differently because you love, I mean, we love our dogs so much. We want to be able to do the best thing. But a lot of this, I think, is becoming more conscious to a new way of leading our dogs and loving our dogs. So they are, so they do feel loved and protected and, and we're leading them right. But I know I would need to learn some of that. Because yeah, of it's like it's very, you, don't, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, that that's that's the worst thing, you know. The the the, the how how you say the how it goes like uh, uh, the the most biggest enemy of the truth is a belief system. So when I believe something, or I need to get my dog trained, right? Yeah. And th there you have this uh, uh, army of the trainers and well-developed obedience trainings and everything across the globe, and then the dogs yet hurt the humans the most because that's the reaction we create and we don't know how to cope with that. Right. And when I talk about this, like everyone is taking this as a, oh, it's a, it's a, a butterfly story. It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of uh, uh, too pathetic and things like that. No, I, I assure you that this is really kind of hardcore on yourself because you need to be disciplined you need yeah. to be persistent and you need to be, uh, you can't, you, if, I, if I need to tell my dog thank you when he barks and you have those dogs that extensively bark when something's going on to the door, you have a people on the other hand like going crazy and then the people are crazy because they don't know what the owner's going to say, how, when the landlord going to call them to say right. I, I tried but I can't because no one everyone right. complains so you are under the pressure on one side you tried everything you have those pen colors and you and you and you scream and you do this and nothing helps and nothing will help 
until mm-hmm. you do not start showing respect to that animal and give him a time and space to think about when he does something, is he on a way to belong or to be excluded? That's the only thing what you need to give a dog chance to think about. The pack mm-hmm. is a set of rules, but yeah. those rules are not to be broken for a single piece of a second because if you broke them you don't belong because that's if if you're not with the pack then you risk not surviving that's that's the whole thing if you don't belong to the pack you are the weak point if you are the weak point entire pack suffers so if you choose to obey to the laws of nature then you belong because you are integral part of the strength of the pack yeah and if you see if the pack if you see the pack is something that's obstacle of your growth or you don't belong, then you go out from the pack creating your own pack. Okay, so that yeah. is so either either follow my rules or go out and make your own rules. Mm-hmm. How the dogs cannot leave humans and go out there and create some other pack right. in this environment, they are they are actually bred into that's that's where the dogs and the and the wolves kind of um, um, kind of split apart. But the way of communication and the language they it's talk the is the same. So yeah. what's the difference there is that the dog don't leave their leaders, don't leave their pack. They try either yeah. to take over the leadership position because the leadership position is not taken away and not no one of humans is respond is, is responding um respo- responsibly and then the dogs take over those th- those three positions yeah. they try to lead they try to provide yeah and they try to protect and right. in dog world in dog mind that also can be aggression then biting uh, all kind of phobias, and you never know which, and then you go out and try to fix the problem of the behavior, where that's only the symptom, that's only the outcome of mistrust. Right. Well, it's a whole different way of looking at it. Like now when I think back on some, sometimes Izzy um, was like introduced to a different dog in our home and and responded aggressively and like protected her food and all those kinds of things, I didn't know how to help her. Like I knew there was something going on, but I didn't, I didn't know what to do to help her. But I get it now in hindsight that she felt a need to protect me for some reason. And so that put her under a lot of stress to feel like she has this job now. There's this new dog in the house and like, I got to protect my mom. And I mean, I hate that I didn't, didn't understand that that's like, that that's how that worked, but it's kind of cool going forward, you know, to have that information and understand their behavior is actually communication. They're trying to tell you something. That's the, that's the only thing. They're not being annoying. They're not acting out. They're like, they're, they're trying to be good to you. They're trying to tell you something. Like even when you talked about potty training, like I thought that was kind of fascinating with the puppy coming in the first two weeks that it's separating from their mom, that, that it's going to maybe go in the, the house because it's trying to leave scent so the mom can find it. Like that makes yeah. sense too. But yeah. But you so don't you, rub their nose in it like we've been taught. You just don't get upset and yell, take them outside and show them where to go and eventually then learn how to do that. Just 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 that that comes with appreciation because that's yeah. what we do to our puppies. We kidnap them from the mothers and from the litters. Yeah. We bring yeah. them into our home and immediately we surround them like they are the cutest uh, puppy on the earth that they belong to us because we bought them for the money or whatever. Yeah. And that actually, you know, giving them a space and time to grieve. Yeah. Uh, and understanding that uh, the cry- they are crying to come to us. Uh, because what they want, you know, oftentimes you would you would put them in the place, and if you have this little uh, um, open, let's say one one bedroom apartment or or studio or something like that, now you have a dog and you put him in some little box, and he's gonna be there, and then in the middle of the night he'll go out and he'll you know come to your bed and try to mm-hmm. pop up or things like that, all those cute things to do. He doesn't want to come to go to you. What he wants you to do is to take him back to his mom. His mom, yeah. And if you if you fail to deliver there the right messages in the way of behavior, then you will actually set the dog developing a completely uh, different. Uh, uh, you know, you'll uh, speaking with the words of human uh, emotion intelligence to that dog will be very weak. 
because right. he'll never, never understand because that's the point. The, the moment when the separation in between mother and the litter start, happens, that's the moment when we get a chance for the dog to develop in the really uh, strong, uh, uh, strong character. But we need yeah. to give them a space for that. So they need to right. brief enough to understand that that's life with the next to mom and siblings and the litter is done. And there is a new world in front of us. Right. And we need like 48 hours for that to happen. But that's usually uh, when you know the canine language, when you know how much yeah. pain the little puppy is going through that. Right. Then you will understand uh, how hard you need to be okay. on yourself in order to get that puppy uh, space. What does it mean? Just approach them when bringing them for food and do not interact with them on any level. Because more yeah. you interact with them, more you're going to spoil them and don't allow them that, that time of grief. And that's very important for every little puppy to understand that now is a new environment here and we need to adapt. Right. And, and, more, it, and it's safe. And it's safe. It's I safe. mean, I think like if you're grieving, you also would feel vulnerable in your environment because you're, you're hurt. You're looking for your leader. You're looking for your mom. And, and that would be a little, you know, disorienting and, and scary, especially when you're a little puppy. So really being present and conscious of how you're treating him in that first, those first moments, you know, yes. days is, is critical to their development. And then the bond that you're going to build with them too, whether it's fear-based, love-based, safety, whatever. Because whatever. That's, that's actually, again, mimicking, mimicking that movement from the mother to the father in the pack in the pack of the little wolves. That's very important because in our protocol, the Pure Love and Harmony protocol, we learn a lot about the wolves and wolf behavior, wolf development and the theology of the dogs as well. So you will get to understand from this distance that we try to bring in the canine way of communicate. When I say canine, I mean like mm -hmm. canine, canine, like canine, right. canis lupus and canis familiaris would be like a wolf and the dogs, canine language. Okay, so the canine language would be the same, but that's very important to understand when the movement from the from the mother to the father in the cave, like in the in the nature, happens. Mm -hmm. When the mother, whether mother mother is you know with the puppies until they do not become a certain age, um, and then. Back as well, but the father is very distant still. Right. The father is distant. Mm -hmm. And then at that one point, uh, he would come and go and come and go. Uh, his role would be to teach little pups when the time comes how to hunt, how to do this, how to provide, how to protect. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And then on the uh, how to lead. And then maybe some of the little puppy is going to grow into a good leader, leave the pack, pack and start his Turn own pack. Down. Uh, the others need to know the rules. But that moment when the puppies are leaving the mother and moving towards father, they are in between of nothing. Right. And then you have that one moment when mother is not giving them too much attention, but neither father is giving them too much attention. And they need to know then that movement of the nature happens. Where, where, and I'll explain it a little, uh, maybe more plastical on the birds. Uh, the movement happens when the both of the mother doesn't accept them. It's not that not doesn't accept them. Takes step back. I give them space. And the father didn't step in yet. And yes. they are in the middle. What they yeah. need to do is grow enough to understand that they need to move towards father. Right. And father takes him in the world and teach them how to how to survive, lead, provide, yeah. and survive, right? Yeah. Um, for example, we know that, and oftentimes you've probably seen in some um, natural uh, movies that documentaries show about the nature, uh, the little eagles, they, the mother would bring them the food yeah. uh, until a certain time. And then she would feed them and she would teach them and parents are going to teach them how to fly, how to do this, how to do that and everything. And then suddenly they would bring the fish but they would not bring the fish in the nest. They would eat the fish two trees away from mm. the from the babies, right? Interesting. To yeah. push the babies to start living their life themselves. Yep. Yeah. So when well, we bring so, just just to connect all of these three stories. Yeah. So when we bring the babies at home, 
that 42 hours of vacuum need to create. So the puppy gets a natural movement. So the puppy moves towards leader, not the leader toward puppy. That's very important to understand that the father- Wait, Say that again, say that again. So when we bring a puppy home, for example, it's very important yeah. to understand, but not to get, not to get in, into a trap of the puppy because the puppy doesn't approach uh, you because you are a leader. The puppy in the first couple of hours and days, right. Right, one day, yeah. that, that, that you can see that it's not emotional anymore. Now it's real life. The puppy right. approaches you so you can take him back to his mom. Yeah. Uh, and then the puppy tries to do that. You need to resist that. And then the, the moment the puppy accepts you as a leader, then you take a puppy to the world. Did you understand the movement? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. So that's very important. And every, you said that's you, 48 hours? Yeah, it's usually. That, first 48 that, that, hours? that, that would be the, the, the most. Okay. 48 hours. If you do not mess it up. Yeah. And how and do we do, mess it up? And what do you do how? if you mess it up? But you, you, because you just, you just actually, you can't, you can't never recover that time. Those two days you can never recover and you, ne you can never reinvent that time. Mm, because there is, okay. there is the idea of you took a puppy away from mom and from the siblings, from the pack. You destroyed the entire world for the puppy. Yeah. And now you oh my gosh, there's so much in this though. So this is like, I mean, this is really important in puppy. I, I would love to talk about this more too as it applies to because a lot of people rescue dogs and a pattern's already been established or you know how do you do this it would so be i know again, we don't have time for again, that now it would but... be a, i'm sorry it would be again the same pattern the okay leaving, so when leave, you bring them home leaving the old let them adapt and let them come to you got it what actually happens is that we bring the puppies home or the rescue dogs home and we don't get whatever you know how it comes like, we think it's a rescue for the dog. Again, we are coming to those traumatic experiences and whatever goes in, but that's my family. No matter how traumatic for me life in that family is, it's my family. It's my yeah. dynamic. And if you take me away from there and you take me to somewhere else, I don't know will there be better or even worse for me. So that's right. usually why a lot of people from the abusive relationship, they don't move away from them because it's it's abusive it's what it's they know that what i know the best and uh, no matter how paradoxical it looks like i feel mm -hmm. safe you know right internal yeah. somehow and then even when my son was bullied in the school and uh, there, there was a lot of in a uh, lot of involvement in that okay we need to move you to the another class and the moment when it came for him to move from one class to the other he said to the teacher no because I, I, and he said, why? He said, like, but in this class, it's too, too hard for you. And he said, like, yeah, but I'm used to that already. I don't know, maybe in another class going to be worse. Right. So what you need to do in that, in that period, especially when you have a rescue dog, you need to allow them and to understand that there is a new moment, a new motion happening and a possibility. And yeah. the moment you let your dog approach you, it's meaning that, it's welcoming the leader. And it's usually happened in first uh, first 24 to 48 hours. Okay. So, so and when they come to you, then that's your cue to move forward, to introduce them to the world. Yes. Okay. I love it. I mean, so really for other, and, other again, dog parents. And then you can, then at that point, you can take them wherever you want. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how it was. You, it's like a flip, flip coin overnight. You can take yeah. them to whatever world you want to create for them because now you create whatever you want to create. And then again, that's beautiful. You, and that's not that long. I mean, that's not that long to really be hard. present and mindful of this. That's the least we can do for our dogs is to, to really be aware of this process and really be devoted 48 hours to give them that chance to grieve and to come to us. Yes, and, that, and that's where the actually uh, the foundation of the strong yeah. emotional intelligence happen, and then you actually provide the, the dog's uh, environment in which they which in which they can think, not react and respond, yeah. and then actually not react, and they respond willingly to that environment yeah. because you are a leader. And then uh, you know, to all of these guys that think that you need to be a leader with a prong collar and uh, provide how strong leader you are, mm -hmm. so you break the dog. It's kind of like I ensure you that it would be ten times worse for every one of you trying this 
to enforce them on yourself. So it's much more difficult to be disciplined and to do right things and let the dog respond willingly to our uh, to our communication back to them than to put the prong collar and show them who's the boss. Right. Yeah, it's a complete, I mean, it just, it's so parallel to people, how people like to be led. I mean, when you know your leader or like your coach, right, sports as I grew up with a basketball coach, if, if, if your coach respects you, sees you and, and pulls the best out, you know, like, you know, they care about you, you give them everything you've got. Like you, you do your best, you work hard, you do the drills, you do the things because you, it's because of that mutual love and respect and the safety, all that stuff that's there. And you want a leader like that. So it makes sense that it would be that way with our dogs, especially them being pack animals. Like, especially, and that, that, that's kind of like, that's especially because no one asks you to do. That's, right. the, that's the right thing to do. You choose to do it because it's the right thing to do, even right. though no one asks you to do it. Right. Because when, the, when, when you have an, a structure, oftentimes the corporation, uh, you know, especially the startups or whatever, the structure building up, the structure in which the people need to feel safe is the very big responsibility of the leaders. If that's not developed, the people lose trust. Yeah. The people lose drive. The people yeah. lose all kind of excitement and the possibility yeah. the, the the who is in charge usually in our life turns to be who has the money, not who is the expert or who knows uh, drill the best. And then when you have an, a real uh, power, power struggle um, and fight for power over things that you can't fight, mm -hmm. and then you bring some uh, socially and morally constructed norms to that, then it just, it will never survive. And then yeah. when you kind of try to make this, um, these things um, happen around you, uh, it's always uh, what you want to do for your dogs is to not ask them to do, but have them do it for you. Right. Yeah, I love that, it. It's that, beautiful. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a beautiful reciprocity between you and your dog. Yeah. Um, and it's the so, only right way because it's yeah. so natural. In yeah. the pack, Everyone know he its responsibility, and well, no one. Well, but it's natural to them. It's not natural to us, and that's where we have to learn. I mean, that's where you—that's where pure love and harmony comes in to help it's, teach I must tell us. Again, again I must—I must—I must slightly disagree with you because that's why it's very easy to be awakened within us because it's so natural for the humans too. The humans are pack animals, and if well, we instinct. Yes. Instinct. Yes, yes, yes. And also consciousness, there's levels of consciousness. Yeah, there so are. We can but be kind conscious of... so much, but we, we are clearly, we are not as conscious with our dogs as we can be. And that's yeah. what, that's what you're here helping people learn is a new way to understand their dog is through their behavior and create yes, this harmonic resonance, which is very different than obedient training. Yes, that's what I wanted just to, it's very, what I, when, when I commented on that, when you said we need to learn, uh, humans need to learn, human need to awaken that knowledge because it's an ancient knowledge of the human survival. Right, well. yeah, maybe that's right? a better word, awaken, but, but, but if you're not awake to it yet, that is, that's what we're trying to do here, right? We're yeah. letting yes, yes, people yes. know try to awake and, then, and then give them the guidance on, okay, now that I'm awake to this, now what do I do? Yeah. And, and I know as a dog mom, like that's huge to know. And I, I mean, I think that's what I want to let everybody out there to know. That's part of, I mean, your academy, the. Everything like uh, oftentimes it will be emotionally impossible for the people to enforce, even though this seems like very, oh, it's so easy. We all, it's all love and peace and paradise. It's, and then they start uh, enforcing in the mm -hmm. learning a protocol and start journaling and going through this journey and they yeah. find it impossible to do, right? And then why it's impossible to do? Because there is emotional uh, uh, embeddement, like emotional entanglement in between humans and dogs. And then yeah. when we have a tools for that as well, and then where the order of harmony comes in, right? Yeah. We all, and then order of harmony, it's very important to understand. It's kind of like um, we tend to, talk about 
love how much we love our dogs and how how do we know that we love them so much it's very important to you know how do you define love what yeah. love actually means right well yeah but let me just kind of try to and then you see do you want to take me somewhere from here but i feel like this is something i i was just you know sprinkled to talk about when you have this uh, love as a source and force of life you know that's very interesting and i discovered this working with the dogs because if we want to incorporate orders of love that are known to the family constellation and that drive and in, uh, in embed in between um, humans and a family and the consciousness on the different levels they are the laws that operate within the same species that's very important orders of love operate within the dogs among the dogs and orders of love operates within the humans among the humans but those two plates of the dogs and the humans their orders of love are connected through the mm -hmm. other laws called orders of harmony so mm -hmm. we can love our fellow man and we can love our people around us and things like that so there where the real love flows and we need to find a way how to be in harmony with the other creatures around us including dogs and then where the real love and separation of the emotional entanglement happen when i have when i love my husband and my mother and my father and my children and my siblings and my friends and i'm in harmonious relationship with the world around me that includes dog and then the dogs get a chance to be connected to a humans as far as they go into that pack environment mm -hmm. and that's very uh, safe space for them to be but loving the dog with the human emotions is projecting a human's burden to a dog that they can't cope with right yeah i feel like that i feel like that's a whole next episode to talk okay. about so I open really, because I, I do, I think like, I think, I think it is because that's really interesting because a lot of us over probably over love and spoil our dogs, is, which isn't great for them either. But I do think that's a whole nother episode. Maybe that should be next week. There you go. But the training part of it, because you do want your dog to have good behavior, to be able to take them places and travel with them and walk with them. So, I mean, I think that's where I would just want, I want to let people know that are watching this and are having aha moments now like how they can connect with you and, and connect with us, right, to learn more about this. So there is a web page that we are developing and it's, you know, in ongoing process, pureloveandharmony.com. Everyone is welcome to go and visit and uh, see what's going on there. It's a really in-depth understanding of the first philosophy, what's behind yeah. this. So it's not a Lala story. It's not a pathetic story about, oh, peace and love and harmony and everything. It's very strict. No, Sasha, you dynamic. have like 30 years of experience doing this. And for those of you who don't know, yes. you have 30 there years of experience working with dogs. And your history is like with the evolution of what you've learned in this whole field is, is phenomenal. And so I, I do think it's really a blessing for all of us who care so much about our dogs to learn about this, like wake up, like you said, but then connect to learn how we can practice this better. And, and yes. just like people want to be better parents, but you know, you're not, you don't have a kid and you get the handbook at the hospital, right? Like we learn and we learn what's modeled. And so if we've learned things and we've modeled things that maybe aren't so healthy, like it's a great opportunity to, have guidance on another way. So I know that's more is coming, but I think it's really phenomenal. I mean, maybe this is a good place to stop this week and we can start talking about love, love next week. Okay. Love and harmony next week. Yeah. Interaction in between love and harmony because yeah, yeah, you don't want, you don't want to confuse feelings because oftentimes when that confusion happen, then we get lost in our responsibilities and the confused, emotionally confused person can't be a good leader neither responsible provider, neither responsible protector. And in that, in that moment, the dog loses it. But then again, uh, we can talk yeah. about that, uh, that emotional portion yeah. of our intent next week. And well, that would be in another story on that. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, that would be amazing because I know, I know we struggle with that and we mean well. You know, we mean, we mean well, but we don't know what we don't know. So yeah, there you to go. be continued. 
the love is an amazing force of of uh, yeah. of creation and destruction. So it should be because that's a power and the source of life, and it's so powerful right. that can be. Uh, you need to direct it in the right way. Either otherwise, it's it destroys. It's so powerful. Yeah, entanglement, codependency, enmeshment. Like it's too much pressure, all, too much all from burden, point, and its source of it is a pure. Yeah. Everyone wants so that. good. This is so good. <laughs> it is. It's so good. Okay, great. Because I just think it's gonna it's gonna revolu revolutionize dogs' quality of life, and you know, as we understand this better. So, thank you for bringing this knowledge to us. It's it's great to talk about. I love learning about this. Thank like, you for supporting wait. us because it's not an easy to find a team that's gonna uh, like uh, join this journey because it looks like so uh, out from this planet. And it's yeah. really difficult to surround yourself with the people that share the passion and share the, um, um, how can I say, share that um, um, path in, in opening to unknown. Because yeah. this is a, this is a pioneering, this is inspiring, this is this is thought provoking, and yeah. as, as you saw last week, we need to be open to to yeah. uh, to a complete. How how did you call that? Bob, uh, pot? Stirring the pot. Stirring the pot. Yeah, <laughs> Stirring that's, the pot. yeah. There you go. Yeah, but I but you know it isn't really a stretch like you said though. When you think about human relationships and like what we all went through the pandemic, a lot of us woke up on a new level. You know, even if we were conscious about on a certain level, we got conscious on a whole nother level and it's still happening. We're still evolving. So as dogs being part of our family, it only makes sense mm. that, that they need to be included in our consciousness and it's worth the time and, and effort to, to be present and be conscious so we can show up in the best way, just like we want to do for everybody else that we love in our life. Protocol. I must tell like protocol of the pure love and harmony is two-week intensive dedication and persistence. That's all that it takes. Yeah. In regards, and then in retrospect, is a life that's in the relationship on a whole another level. Yeah, beautiful. They're part of our family. They deserve that, <laughs> right? Do. Like, they do. They deserve that from us. There I love go. it. Thank so, you, Sasha. Thank you, Shannon. I uh, think we should be talking about the love thing next week. Okay, there you go. Love and harmony next week in its essence. Okay, beautiful. Okay. All Thank right. you so much. Have a wonderful Bye. You Bye. too. Bye. See you next.